how to set up your therapy session for a successful home exercise program. That's what we're talking about today on the Working Therapist Podcast. Welcome to The Working Therapist, a podcast designed to help you grow in your therapy practice. The Working Therapist is an extension of the Pediatric Developmental Therapy Network. Now here are your hosts, Hayden Bolick and Kirsty Miles. Today we are talking about how to set up a therapy session for a successful HEP. That's a long old title, Kirsty, right? But it's super important. It is. It is. It is. Yeah. As an outpatient therapist, it is the most important thing you will do because it's not about bringing your child in once a week or twice a week. It's about how you're educating the parent to carry over to the home. That is the crux of what we do. Yeah. You're always thinking about how can I carry this over? Because I'm thinking about how we're going to discharge. I mean, like, so you don't need me anymore. Well, this way to not needing me anymore is HEP, a good HEP. To so that do they it can, more than 20 minutes a week. Right. So that <laughs> they can do it at home. Exactly. So, but really a good HEP starts at the beginning of the therapy session. You have to set your therapy session up for the HEP. So it starts really at time of eval. It does. But I'm also talking about each individual therapy session, sure. like as I start each one. So Kirsty and I have done a podcast before about how to write an HEP, and we use the acronym CAN, C-A in meaning the child can do it can success all that stuff so so Kirsty, you want to start us off with what the c part of our can acronym is for an hep how, let's think about this today how many acronyms can we use in one podcast can hep can hep what else all right i don't know <laughs> mystery go ahead so the first part can it needs to be clear you might give an activity but when are they doing it? How are they doing it? How many times are they doing it? For how long they're doing it? So inevitably I hear, well, here's some things you could try. Here's some things you maybe could do. Here's a list of things. And I'm like, nope, no. not mm -hmm. specific. So that's very like general, generic. They can Google that. Yeah. What do I need to do for my child for this specific thing? Because yeah. if you're just giving a list to all of your patients, that's cookie cutter. It is. And you're not going to find this information in a handout. It's not clear. No, it's not. It's just more like what you said. You can Google stuff. So your clear thing comes from specifically what you want them to do, like very specific to that child and that therapy session and your plan of care. So right? for yeah. an example, we have this little guy and he has tight heel cords and tight hamstrings and he needs to be stretching. And he's like, well, I'm back in school now. I can't do it. I'm like, so tell me more about your day, buddy. And he's like, well, I ride my bike to the bus stop and I said is there a stop sign there and he's just like lady what whatever <laughs> I said you know what the stop sign you're going to hold on to that sign and while you're waiting for the bus here's how we're going to stretch your heel cords Ooh, that's a good idea so that you're you're telling them exactly when to implement it because you're like if I need you to stretch your heel cords every day for 30 minutes 30 seconds and here's how you're going to do it and hold on to the wall and he's like well I'm, I'm at school there's no wall I'm like <laughs> There's a stop sign and we're going to put our hands on that stop sign and this is how we're going to do it. That to me is so clear. Yeah. Yep. And it's you're going to do it every precise. morning. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you'll get a pass if it's raining. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. if it's a sunny day or even if it's chilly, you're going to hold on to that stop sign for support. And here's what we're going to do with our feet. And you're going to hold for 30 seconds and you're going to switch feet. And you're going to do that three times all while you're waiting for the bus. You got to be standing there anyway. Yep. Exactly. It's clear and it is specific to that child, his little world and how he can get it done. And he's clear. Like that's exactly what I got to do. Stop sign, heel cords, boom. Done. 
But my next child that comes in that needs to stretch his heel cords, he's like, no, my mom takes me. I don't go to the bus stop. I'm like, well, different plan for you. Stop sign won't work. You're not going to get that from a handout in Google. You're just not going to get it. No, No. that comes from your PT brain that you have gotten into their everyday life and made it specific to them. It answers the questions like what, when, who, how, why, all that. Um, But for that one kid. Take out all the guesswork. Yeah. And it's so much easier. You don't have to print anything out or keep up with handouts. I mean, good dugamugga. The A part is achievable, which again, you described in that example, because it's got to be so achievable that that child can do in therapy. You don't want to give them something they can't do or they're working on or you want to make sure. I mean, it is something they're working on, but achievable meaning like they've had some level of success in therapy. So basically they're practicing what you're giving them to do and they can do it at home. Yep. Right. So achievable. They can do it. And then in. So in is noteworthy, meaning that is so clear and so achievable that the family can do that or the child can do that or the patient or whoever it is can do it. And then when they come back, they can tell you how they did with it. That means like right. noteworthy, right? Yes. So he's going to tell you when he comes back about that stop sign. And if he doesn't, <laughs> then we're going to recalibrate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Because I think it's important for people to know, Kirsty. I mean, your role at PDT, your vice president, so you've got a lot of administrative and oversight tasks and management of people and process and creation of people, of not people, but processes. <laughs> and um, that would be weird. And then um, that would be not That's weird. a phenomenal skill. <laughs> <laughs> we, could, we could market that, right? We could do that. Um, but all that. But also, I think it's important for people listening to know you're in therapy. You know, you're in therapy. It's probably my most favorite part. It is. You come back um, days when you're in therapy and you're like, wow, this happened. And that like, day was awesome. That was awesome. <laughs> Versus a day where like, we wrote all these processes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was no. fun. But I think, I think it's important for people to know because it's real life, everyday therapy stuff that we're giving examples of, not just stuff that we imagine no. high in the sky. I mean, that's a real kid with a real stop sign, a real bus stop. Really happened. Yeah. And at the core of who I am and what I do every day, it, it's, it's physical therapy. Yeah. Well, that's how you got in this gig. Yeah. Physical therapist. So, <laughs> yeah. so kind of as it pertains. So C-A-M. We've, got, we've done a podcast on that in the past. Go check it out. If you go to the Working Therapist website, you'll see it there. Just type in Google, look at it. You'll find it. Yep. And all the podcast places. Okay. So, but for us today, so we wanted to review what CAN meant for the HEP. And then we also want to talk about how to set up a therapy session that promotes a successful HEP plan. Because we gave them a plan last week right? that right. they can do. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the first thing that you're going to do when you greet them and they come back for therapy mm-hmm. is... How did it work out at the stop sign with your hill cores last week? How did that work? Did your bus stop remember? How did that go? Because I didn't ask. Just how, hey, did you do your hill core stretches? I asked specifically, you know, how did it go at the bus stop with your hill cores? You know, tell me about it. How did that go? Good's not going to work either. So if they said good... I would say back, um, well, it rained on Wednesday. Did you do it on Wednesday? Because remember, I gave you a pass on Wednesday. No, I didn't do it on Wednesday. That's right. So how about Tuesday? Because it didn't rain on Tuesday. Were you able to find the stop sign and get it done? Um, Yeah, yeah. um, I'm not sure. What'd you say to do? Or maybe, yeah, I did it. I did it, Miss Kirstie. I did it. I've I've did the stop sign. So how many seconds are we holding for? You said to do it for 30 seconds. So I counted to 31, Mississippi, two, Mississippi, that kind of thing. Good. Both feet? Yes, I did both feet. Yeah, you said do both feet. I did both feet. How many times? Once. Is that what we (laughs) talked about? 
Well, I don't know because I wasn't there, but um, no. <laughs> <laughs> the questions are getting too hard now. <laughs> um, yeah, no, uh, yes, we talked about once. Okay, we talked about three, <laughs> but I'm glad you did it. Well, the bus came and I couldn't okay. do three. So you got a pass. <laughs> Were you able to do all three on Thursday? Yep. Yep, yep I okay. did. Mm-hmm. Okay, Tommy good. looked at me weird, but I did it anyway. So we're going to keep doing this. <laughs> this is still your homework, okay? <laughs> yeah, yep. Okay, that's good. So so then at the beginning of your ser- therapy session, so now you kind of know. Did that work? Did that not? It gives you a lot of information about your home program, if it worked, if it worked. And also, now that patient knows... Oh, snap she's gonna ask me about it next Dang, time daggum it, it i better do it yeah you know or something related to it yep. you know because she's not gonna she's not gonna take the yes no question nope mm-mm. not happening mm-mm, mm-mm. so then where i start next is i set my therapy session up there so let me see how'd you do those heel core stretches do them for me let's pretend okay we're at the bus stop and i'm tommy you go ahead there's a stop sign oh hey those toes are pointing out where are those toes supposed to supposed to point so now you're cueing because if he's been doing them that way for a week now and not really the way we want him to do them right now it's the opportunity to reassess and obviously he still needs physical therapy because he's not doing this 100 percent correct independently so that's why he's coming back to you readjust what cues can i give him to make this better because he didn't get it from the first time so now i've got to adjust my cueing Mm -hmm. so that he gets it better Mm -hmm. the next go around and then so even if you're in the schools, for example, and you're working with a child, you know, in your example right there, you don't have the parent present, right? So, and you're, this is about the asking of the kid, the child and everything. So even in the schools, you can ask enough questions there that, um, because the key concept in this is asking questions about the child. They'll tell you, you'll, you'll figure out right quick if they're able to do or not or what, how they're able mm-hmm. to do. But even for the parent, um, you know, people don't respect what you don't inspect. And so even for a parent that I, a lot of times when a parent comes with me, I'll say, well, show, hey, show me a little bit, show me what worked you know like if i have so if they do chewing exercises or something like that here's a chewy tube show me how you guys did it because then i'll do the same thing you just did like the toes point out like oh we got to get the chewy tube back here reassessment yeah this okay these look good for the five but we wanted to get to 10 he's holding his jaw when he gets to number six you know with chews or whatever so we really you know that kind of thing so really your HEP from last week starts your therapy start, session. Start right there. So you kind of, that's your baseline like that because it's the main conceptual idea that you did. It takes away a little bit of the frenzy too when you're like right. trying to plan your therapy day and you're like, what am I going to do in this session? Well, you already set it up. You yeah. set it up last week. You did. How you're getting started is this. You don't really know. You don't really know what's going to happen yet. Nope. Until you get in there and start asking the questions. And then as a therapist, you got to be able to think on your feet a little bit because you don't, you're coming in with preconceived notions. They didn't do their homework or they did it 100%. That's awesome. (laughs) I'll rock on. So there's a whole lot of gray in between there that could have happened. (laughs) Ton of gray. Because so you start there because the thing you gave them was one of the main things for your goal plan to help them achieve overall where they got to go. So you start there. Because it was noteworthy. Yes, it was. And then it builds. So so your se- your session builds, meaning because you're not going to give them a home exercise program that has to do with every single goal and the nuance of the goals. That's your job as a therapist. You know, you're the job is to work on the goal, all the goals and and to progress the goal plan, that kind of thing. That's our job. Tweaking over multiple, multiple sessions. Yes, yes. But that's our job. You give them the crust, crust or the crux or the, the main thing 
from the goals that's going to help them progress your overall goal plan to practice every single week. So if you start there, you kind of start at like the hallmark or the cornerstone of what you're working on, right? And then you build from there. But you're right, it sets up, it makes it easier. It just makes it so much easier. So then if, for example, if we just use an R-tick goal because we used a hamstring goal. So then if I've got the child working on R and I'm starting with chewing jaw exercises because they can't isolate their tongue from their jaw, I'm going to see that's the main thing they're working on. They can't even get the right tongue position because they can't isolate their tongue from their jaw. So I have to start there before I can work on like rabbit run roses red, you know, kind of thing. So I got to start there. So if I got to figure out where they are there, then I'm working on the right tongue position. And then that frames the whole session on up down the chain. Yep. So that's kind of the, the next thing to think about. It kind of builds your home program. So you start, you know, with what did you did? You start with the goals that helps build your next session. Another thing that helps your, um, a, your therapy session, the flow of the therapy session and making it successful for a home exercise program is educating the parent along the way. If the parent is there to educate, which hopefully they are. Which we encourage. Yes. Because yeah. it makes this part dramatically easier oh my gosh because now you don't have to remember what you did in that whole 30 minute session for speech 45 or 60 minute Mm -hmm. session for motor um you're you're educating them along the way and explaining in real time why you're doing what you're doing because that's again what we do you need to be able to understand the why otherwise there's no point no. to what we're doing. And really what, what you said before talking about, basically you're talking about what you're doing and why you're doing it. Like if you think of the cornerstone of therapy, right? Um, but then it has to be, what are you doing and why are you doing it? And as you're explaining to the parent along the way, but starting like with what you did last week and then building there helps you to anchor in for yourself. What am I doing and why am I doing it? Because you've said it a zillion times, Kirsty. you've, as a pediatric therapist, you have to be able to know what you're doing and why you're doing it in the moment. And also be like three steps ahead of that kid, because if you're not going, yeah, if you're not, they're going to be three steps ahead of you. And that's a bad place to be. (laughs) If you're behind the child, like, wait, they're going to run over you. Right. But if you educate the parent along the way, then it just also helps chunk the information. Yeah. Because at the end of a therapy session, you know, when you take the child out and you just like everything you did, they don't have a good, strong meaning of why they just have what you did, because all you can get through in that five minute little debrief (laughs) is what you did. You don't get to the heart of why you did it which doesn't buy into the carryover of the home program. It also helps you as, I know it helped me as a younger therapist too, and it helps me now. I mean, I've been doing this for a long time, just like you have, Kirsty, but it helps me to also constantly check in with myself and think, what am I doing and why am I doing it? If I have to explain it to somebody, you know? I've given this example on the podcast before, but I'll do it again. I had a graduate student one time and she looked at me and she said, now, what are you doing and why are you doing that? And she meant it very innocently. Like she wasn't asking the why in a confrontational way. She was just like, I want to know why you're doing it because I want to learn. And I was like, uh, what? Am I supposed to know that answer? <laughs> and yes, I am. But um, but if you explain it to somebody all the time, then it makes you be like, okay, why am I doing this? Why am I having this child pick up the puzzles and put them in a bucket? You know? Yeah. It also says to me, wow, dang, she knows what she's talking about. Mm-hmm. I got to keep coming. I got to keep doing this because this is really going to help my child. Yeah. That's what it says to me. Yeah. I say often, like, a parent can go Google milestones. Yeah. They don't need us. They're not coming for your child needs to put shapes in the shape sorter. Your child needs to put these puzzle pieces in here. No. I mean, they can grab that puzzle at home. They can get a shape sorter. They can do hand over hand and be like, it goes here, it goes here, it goes here. That's not why they're coming to us. No. They're coming to us to what do they need to be able to get there? 
we need to be able to break it down into achievable tasks for the child, A. Yep. So that they can be successful because if a child's not successful, they're going to abandon the activity and we're not going to be able to make progress. So um, I went in to help with a therapy session coming at it from a PT perspective, but I can't not treat the whole child. Because you were working with an OT. Right, Mm because I was working with an OT and she was working on an inset puzzle, really focusing on the knobs of the puzzle and the grass pattern, which is great. Yes, that needs to be worked on. But he was taking the puzzle pieces out and just tossing them around him. Mm-hmm. I was like, we need a target. We need a target. So I looked around the room. There was a, a box of toys. I dumped out the toys. And I was like, I need the box. <laughs> I was like, we need a target. So yeah. put it in. Put it in. Mom, the, working on the grasp is great. Let's add this component in to put it in. Take a target so that he knows I put it here. I put it in. This is precursor to being able to do things like a shape sorter or get these puzzle pieces back in yes so same word i'm i'm not bombarding him with vocabulary put it in put it in over and over again i did hand over hand then i was just sat really close and he got it and by the end he was just putting them all in the target box and so i said how you can work on this at home Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be a puzzle it doesn't have to be this box do you keep his toys in a toy bin at home she goes we do and i said he's not walking yet he doesn't need to go crawl and pick them up if you bring the box to him and give him the toy and be like put it in, put it in, you're going to be carrying over the concept of what we're trying to do here because down the road when he does a shape sorter and a puzzle, that's where we need to get to. We need to lay this foundation first before we can expect that. Right. And that's what you don't get from Google. And that's what you don't get from Milestone Chart or anything else. That's why you're coming to therapy for that. But you have to explain to them what you're doing and why you're doing it. It also causes you to remember, oh, yeah, that developmentally he's not appropriate for him to put the puzzle pieces into the whatever yeah. and and why am I having him take the puzzle pieces out for the grass thing and as a therapist it helps you remember but that is the next stage he's gonna have to do it so I need to go be thinking about what I'm doing now gra- gripping the pit puzzle holding it you know whatever and then putting it in the bucket and then what's happening next so you kind of sort of frames your thing for and the parent understands like oh yeah that does make sense because maybe this kid's like dumping everything out around or he will be soon dumping everything out around the house and he needs that concept to be able to put something back in to clean it up and as a speech therapist i really like it because you reintroduce that word over and over in put it in put it in makes me all kind of whoo happy in jazz hands but anyway <laughs> um but anyway so i think i think that's a great example of the buy-in as a therapy session happens right there is nothing on google that you could print out that is going to tell you what kirstie just said but, but if it's I, not there but if i went out mom didn't come back and i took him out at the end of the session and i said oh we worked on taking pieces out of a puzzle and i had him put them in a box so at home you're going to have him put toys in a toy bin she doesn't get the rest of the story of no. why and how this proceeds shape sorters and because we talked about all that in the moment and how one skill leads to the next yeah if i just do a quick debrief at the end of the session she misses all the why yep and if you've got brother or sister there because sometimes parents will say oh no i've got these other siblings i'll wait out here because they're disruptive have the brother or sister hold the bucket Hey, your job is to hold the bucket. Oh my gosh, thank totally. you. You're doing such a good job. Wow, it's getting so heavy. He's filling them up. All that, you know, use I, the other kid. Yeah, I do that all the time. I'm like, hey, buddy, why don't you come sit over on this side of me? I need him to look to that way. Why don't you shake that rattle over here mm-hmm. so that they can see how are you using the sibling in the session? Because when they go home, brother's still coming with them. Still there. They're still there. <laughs> they might want to drop him off, but he's still there. <laughs> so you're like, how can I use this to my advantage and incorporate him in the therapy session yep. so that he feels like an active participant, too? Yep. 
Yep. So then when you go to write your HEP, so at the end of the session, you got to think about what to do to write the HEP. So if, um, and you got, so when you do that, you got to think about, okay, so it's got to be clear. I mean, I got to give them specific things to do, achievable and so clear and so achievable that they can remember what they did noteworthy and tell me about it next time. Right. So I want to sum up my therapy session with some of the, with the main kind of conceptual things I'm working on. So for this little boy with the puzzle, maybe the therapist wants to give like the thing that you just said about as he's taking the stuff out and putting it, putting something back in. All I'm going to write on that little HEP, because I've already explained the it all to mom. Mm-hmm. I just need a reminder. I need cleanup game every um, after before nap and before bedtime twice a day before nap and before bedtime so when are we doing specific, this clear and super specific mm-hmm. you're going to carry the bucket around to him and have him clean up three toys that's it that's simple it. easy toys not like little tiny lego toys no age appropriate big chunky things i don't know whatever that's it the big legos not the little legos or whatever it is <laughs> and put them in and it's twice a day specific clear achievable and so it's so clear and so achievable because we already know the child can do it because he already did it in the session. So it's achievable. So you have to practice a skill over and over and over again. And if you're working on attention to task, completion of task, or... Which gra- we are. Okay, there you go. See, <laughs> yeah, I knew that because it was so clear and achievable. And the grasping and picking up and putting in and that whole thing that they're working on. Then even if you're working on sitting or sitting balance or or whatever, that's you completely could be done at the, the same time. The first thing I did was take him out of a W sit, put him in crisscross. Did you? I don't want to know that. How <laughs> How many sessions have I seen with Kirsty? I knew she. I knew something happened. I was there. like, "Oh, buddy, you know a PT's in the room, and I can't take this." <laughs> so then it sets you up for what to do with the parent at home next time, and that's going to set you up. So then the next week, immediately you come in, you're like, "Okay, oh, hey, you're going to have a puzzle out or something that you got to get out and put in something." That's where you start. I'll remember my box next time, so I don't have to dump out the bugs. Exactly, or whatever it is. Exactly. <laughs> um, so it sets you up next time for success, and then it just continues to flow. And each session builds because you're going to build on the next one which is what therapy should do so then you're not doing the exact same thing over and over and over which it should really never be that never never it should be building well there you have it right we did it (laughs) i i personally i think it's my the most favorite thing i do is being able to educate the parent yep like i get so hyped up about that because i'm like that Again, it goes back to Google. You can't Google what we are able to do. And again, we are people, people. That's what we do. We do people. When you print off a handout and hand it to somebody, it takes the sort of the people explanation out of it, right? It's just like me giving, sending you a text, which is fine, but there's not, you know, there's no people in it. So we're people, people. So there has to be some giving back communication, open communication. And we're therapists. So we're all up in your business. We should. Yeah. It's, it was kind <laughs> of our job, right? We, that's, our, that's our gig. Actually, like within the first five minutes of me being in the room, I was like, I heard he had GI surgery. Can I see the scar? He has a onesie on. Mom, do you want to go ahead and strip him down so I can show you scar massage? Like so, that was within the first five minutes. So we have some, we have, pro- we have issues with personal space when it comes to children we're not good at it we don't do well with personal space i mean before i know it i'm like all up in some kid's mouth and i've he doesn't even know who i am i'm like and then i realized oh hey (laughs) this is not normal for the for the the rest of the world to be he knows me well enough i can't get through a therapy session without being like what do your feet look like (laughs) so i'm like oh this little piggy went to market (laughs) (laughs) we have issues with personal space but also along with that comes communication comes talking comes telling people why you're doing and what you're doing and then helps for a very clear, achievable, noteworthy 
home exercise program. Because at the end of the day, mm -hmm. the most important thing that takes away from that therapy session is what is the parent going to do until they come back to see you? Hey, that's 100% it. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time on another episode of The Working Therapist. Thanks for joining us for today's edition of The Working Therapist, an extension of the Pediatric Developmental Therapy Network. For more information or to contact us, visit us online at www.pediatricdt.com. That's pediatricdt.com.